0: (laughs) Nice, great. Hi, guys, and welcome to the Go Coaching Podcast. I hope we are doing very, very well. Today, I have a very special guest with me. I've got Sam Matthews. So, if she wants to introduce herself, shoot.
1: (laughs) Hi, uh, I'm Sam. I'm 19, and I've been training with Go Coaching since late January. Yeah. Currently, training for the Nationals, the Junior Nationals in November. Um, yeah,
0: November. November, and that's about it, yeah. Nice, so the, what, we're, what we're planning on doing today is we're talking over sort of advice that we wish we had when we first started training and sort of some of the mistakes that we made um, looking back on our training career, really. You want to you go ahead and sort of give um, some of the advice that you wish you had when you first started training?
1: Um, I think the, the main thing for me is just starting, because I feel like a, like a lot of people, myself included, were kind of worried about how people may perceive me in the gym. Yeah. Because, like, I used to see the gym as somewhere which is, like, for really fit people, and I wasn't really fit. So I was kind of like, oh, I can't go. I have to get fit before I go to the gym, which is...
0: Which the whole purpose of going to the gym is to get yeah. fit. Yeah. And it and it, I feel like you can go back on the topic of, yeah, take that pen. I won't click that anymore. Um getting started is one of the hardest things and it's it's having the confidence initially to get started. And I, and a lot of people I feel struggle with the confidence to start free weight exercises, start weight-based exercises because they feel they're going to do four wrong. They feel people are going to judge them when at the end of the day, people are all at the gym to build a better, better version of themselves and just taking that initial step is the hardest thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And also don't be scared about kind of going into the free, especially for me. So I remember I first started training and I had a personal trainer. And when I was with my personal trainer, I would like train in the freeways area and it'd be fine. Cause I was kind of like, oh, I'm with the person, it's cool. But then when I was training by myself, I would hide in a corner somewhere. And I can still remember the day that I decided I was like, screw it, let's just do it. There's no room in this. Like the, the corner that I normally hide in, let's go from there and see what happens. And it was, it was like, completely fine well yeah no, it, <laughs> nothing it, happened
0: the, the, the hard, the, yeah it's just such a daunting prospect and when you actually do that and realise that oh nothing bad's happened like all is good and I, and you probably end up having a better session anyway because you're not worried about hiding away you're not worried about oh can I go and ask to borrow that weight can I go and grab that weight from over there it's just having the confidence to do that really which is the hardest thing
1: and um, yeah I definitely think the confidence is a massive thing because if you're confident about doing what you're doing then you'll be fine. And I remember, like, someone came out to me one time and I was, they were like, oh, I've seen you here before, you're doing great. And that, for me, was a massive... Massive confidence. Yeah, a massive, like, driver. I was like, oh, someone's noticed, that then I'm not completely horrendous. Yay. <laughs> exactly, and
0: then, and then when you get um, motivation from external sources, like, outside of the gym, people saying, oh, you look so much better, you've lost weight, you've gained muscle, it, it, it motivates you so much more to keep going.
1: Yeah, and I, I just think taking that first step and just... Deciding to go for it is a massive thing that's
0: oh, 100%, so important. 100%. And I remember when I first started training, this was, so, properly training, like, I'd say, like, a year, two years. So, like, before that, I, I messed about training-wise and, and you, you, as everyone does, like, you find your feet, you find what works, you find what doesn't. And I find found that I, I don't know about a lot of other people, I feel this is quite applicable, a lot of people feel like they, they, don't need to have loads of rest and, and especially when you're doing like big compound exercises which you should initially try and learn people feel like one they're really hard to and, and they're really hard to learn form and people tend to shy away from the hard stuff and and they feel just because they're hard um they should sort of be excluded from the training programs mm-hmm. which isn't the case
1: because they're the best move exactly
0: and and you don't you don't need to be really on Thinking oh, I have to stick to a minute's rest, I have to stick to a minute half's rest, even if you're not if you 're not recovering between sets and you're not able to apply sort of your your full effort into that set, then you that's sort of holding your progression back,
1: yeah, and I think kind of leading on from that, another thing that I wish I'd know when I started training is everyone's different sure so you don't need to say you have like your squat just doesn't work out. You don't need. To you squat. don't need to squat. You can leg press. You can do all of these other things. You can do like safety bar squats, uh, hack squats, leg like leg press, both sitting and kind of like lying down. But you don't have to do it just because that's what you see online
0: well and at the end of the day mechanically everyone's different and that's why like during a lot of our sessions for example chest supported row literally every single adjustment is made to that machine we put a foot we put um a box in for for more stability we put d handles on again for less joints joint stress and more flexibility of the wrists um and and what a lot of people don't realize is and i i didn't uh, uh, as well when i first started is not every movement works for you like Sam was saying not everyone has the ability to squat not everyone um has the ability to pull from the floor and deadlift some people should pull from racks rack pulls um and, and it's such an individual topic and that's why just picking a plan off the internet to do um just following what works for someone else doesn't necessarily mean that it will work for you
1: yeah definitely and it's, it's kind of You almost feel pressured to do it because that's what other people are doing. But if it doesn't work for you and you hate it, then there's no point doing it. And you just, you kind of have to, there's a fine line between not doing something because you like physically it doesn't work and not doing something just because you dislike it. Which is why, kind of, I think it's really important to have a coach, at least for the first few months of going to the gym. And I understand that PTs, you know, you can't, not everyone can afford them, but there are so many really great kind of online coaches out there who will check form and check that kind of thing. But just, have that confidence at the start to get into it and just know that what you're doing is right. I feel like that's really, really important. And kind of a PT's ultimate goal should be
0: to make yourself sufficient. sufficient.
1: Yeah. And so if you have a PT who's kind of, you can't do anything without them, then that's something you need to kind of look at and take a step back and be like, okay, cool.
0: And if they're not making you progress to the point where you, one, feel self-sufficient and two, feel confident enough to train on your own, then you need to reassess sort of what their intentions are because, like you said, mm. the whole goal goal is to make a client self sufficient. The whole goal is to have a program which they feel comfortable doing that is sustainable, and they feel comfortable making their own programs in the long run. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think that's also so important: sustainability, like 100%. I- excluding the whole PT thing, but to be able to follow because. Uh, to just follow a plan because I feel like a lot of people when they start they have kind of a sudden burst of motivation they're like I'm going to go to the gym every single day of this week I'm going to eat nothing I'm going to you know get really shredded really quickly and after a week maybe two you just give up yeah yeah, Yeah.
0: 100% and that's why these ridiculously like drastic drops in calories just aren't advantageous for the long run whatsoever because you're literally just gonna fall off the bandwagon in most cases, and, and, and that happened for me, the same on prep, like initially when you start prep once you, you go into your deficit, you feel better, you, you're having less time eating, it's nice having a change from having to, because I, I was eating a lot of calories, it's nice eating less calories. Um, but then you do reach the point where it gets really really taxing and and you start questioning whether this is for you but in the long run what you've got to realize is that that final position when you're at your goal weight um, when you don't have to stay in a uh, deficit sorry and you can slightly transition into maintenance or surplus it literally all is worth it and for me what was worth it was stepping on stage and I know not everyone's gonna step on stage but it's it's just the same sort of reasoning of reaching your end goal is everything becomes worthwhile.
1: And I was thinking like a massive mistake I made when I started, not really going to the gym, but I started deciding that I was going to sort of lose weight and get fitter, was the internet. And while the internet can be an incredible source, you really have to take everything with a pinch of salt because calorie-like calculators, even my fitness pal, while it's great for tracking food...
0: Not great for calculating
1: calories. So right off the bat i was told that i should be eating a lot less calories than i actually needed to
0: yeah yeah um, which just obviously is not advantageous, tying back in with the sustainability exactly
1: topic. because at the end of the day like your body wants to survive and that survival instinct will take over if you're not eating enough food to sustain yourself and then you'll probably binge and then you'll feel like crap and then you'll then try the and continue. yeah it's just a really vicious cycle that you don't need to get into because, like, honestly, I feel like the best way to work out calories for weight loss is kind of work out a rough number, like, track how many calories you eat in a week over a week, take away maybe 100, 200 calories from that, stick to it for a few weeks and then track your weight. If it if it maintains, then maybe drop it another 100 calories. If it goes down, like, quite quickly, then drop like put it back And it, it
0: gives you that baseline, like, there's yes there's algorithms calculations to follow which give you a good outline in terms of what you can do but but research is all research and yes it's generally on a for for a literature study to be to be worthy of taking into account it, it needs to be on a on a large pool of people and even if it is on a large pool of people it doesn't necessarily mean that that pool of people applies to you and that's why yes literature is there to help you program help you change your program around but you still need that baseline of what works for you
1: yeah exactly because everyone has a different body fat percentage like someone could be exactly the same weight as you but
0: have a muscle less muscle muscle. yeah Yeah. and
1: so their calories are completely different so it's really up to kind of seeing what works for you and then adjusting accordingly not just following a number blindly that you found on the internet because it says that you're going to lose x amount of weight in 40 days
0: well that's why like questions if i get questions on Instagram um about what calories I was on when I was on prep like that's yes obviously I'll, I'll, I'll say but I'll give a disclaimer that these are my calories these shouldn't be your calories mm-hmm. like it, it, it's such an individual topic
1: yeah for sure
0: this is quite funny I've not actually ever mentioned this before when I when I used to train that so this was so when I first first started training this was probably like five years ago like that was a point when I wasn't properly trained properly I used to think I have to go into the gym and I have to do like an hour and a half or like two hours. I can't remember how much it was and I used to put a timer on and be like, I've got an hour and a half, I have to train this whole time with like minimal, minimal rest. And I literally made zero progression yeah. whatsoever. And then when I reached the point of tying back in with the rest periods, like when I properly had a programme in place, when I properly learned fundamentals technique and then properly week on week looked to progress whilst keeping form standardized, execution standardised that's when I probably progressed.
1: Yeah, and I also feel like this is this is a mistake that I know you made at the beginning of your gym career, where you kind of, you walked into the gym and you saw the biggest person in the gym and you found out they were a personal trainer and you were suddenly like, oh, perfect, that'll work for me, exactly. and then you hired them. And then, what was that? after like two weeks, you realized that
0: it wasn't it the wasn't. right option for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, And now I do my own programming, um, and obviously I'm a personal trainer, now so yeah. I program for clients. Um, and and you, one thing you, you need to realise is just because, for example, if someone has a big following on social media, if someone looks the part, it doesn't necessarily mean that they have the ability to help others look the part. Okay. Like knowledge, knowledge is really important. Also, obviously, their their look is somewhat important because it shows that they sort of do what they preach. But but knowledge and their fundamentals should be the backbone of. Why you choose a personal trainer and looking at their their client results and looking at what their clients say. We've sort of gone off topic here. Yeah, a
1: little bit. (laughs) But it's still a mistake.
0: It's still a mistake. It's still a mistake, too. Yeah. Um, Yeah, everyone makes loads of mistakes, but I made loads of of mistakes, and it's just sort of when you come to the point where you realize you made that mistake wrong Mm -hmm. and you rectify that, that's sort of the main point. So
1: I I definitely think that kind of tie back into the personal training thing is you have to shop around for a personal trainer almost and so many people out there offer free sessions or like free taster sessions free Take consultation them up, go for them. Yeah. yeah go for them see what they're like if you don't get on with them as a person you're not going to want to follow the plan they give you 100 because if you don't like them you're going to kind of be like oh screw it
0: yeah you have to you have to like the person like you have to like like i hate like i know what you mean by shop around i also like when other people say it and they're like shop around price wise
1: mm, that's not the
0: case. don't shop around price wise I, I know it might sound like i'm just saying that but you go for a personal trainer because you like the person and and um don't just go for them because they charge premium they charge small amounts yeah. like go for them because you like them as a person go for them because you like what they, the results that they get with their clients.
1: Yeah, I think the last question you should ask, like you should ask them, is how much do you charge? Yeah. Just because, whether they charge twenty quid or sixty quid, obviously you have a budget and you have to work out kind of how much you can afford. Of course, of course. But you are investing in your own future. Yeah, hundred percent. So if you get on with them well and you like what they're saying and they seem engaged and they seem like they could do something for you and they seem knowledgeable, then not prices are relevant, but you kind of have to take a step back and think, oh, okay, is it worth paying a little bit extra for this person who I really get on with well?
0: Get a bit of service.
1: Yeah, 100%. better service rather than this person who's charging not very much, but I didn't really like them. They didn't really know what they were doing. They seemed, like, confused and distracted the entire time kind of thing. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 100%. And it ties back in to, like, recently, for, Recently, a lot of the time, um, I've seen posts, just for some reason, they've popped up a lot recently, and about people sort of their... Nice. Don't screen time. Um, a lot of people, and uh, sort of their choices in life. Like I don't know if you've seen you probably probably In like it says um, a takeaway costs this healthy. Healthy. I hate the phrase, yeah. but sort of tracking your food and being more aware costs this. And and it sort of comes into sort of yes, you don't have to be ridiculously like what's the word? Damn it! What word am I looking for here? Um, there we go. Restrictive. There we go. That just left my head. <laughs> um, you don't need to be hugely restrictive, um, but equally, you 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 need to sort of be willing to work towards your plan consistently and accept that potentially you do have to make some sacrifices.
1: Mhm. And also, like this is this is pretty niche. This kind of mistake, but don't expect because you have a personal trainer that everything's going to be easy.
0: No. and I feel like it's sort of for some people they feel like because they for example if they buy a plan online if they um, work with a personal trainer that they're guaranteed results Mm -hmm. yes you you have that backbone you have the the support network the fundamentals the programs the the help and the execution sort of the, the, the tweaks in place but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna reach your goals. You still have to put in your work. Like yeah. you still have to, you still have to train hard. You still have to stick to your um the mm-hmm. protocols that the trainer gives you.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I think this is. I think Ben Bergeron said this. He said, "I'd much rather have an athlete who follows." A mediocre program consistently than an athlete who follows an ex like a perfect program inconsistently.
0: Hundred percent, and that ties back in with sustainability. Like, yeah, no matter how good your your training plan is, no matter how many tweaks one makes to your training plan, if you if you're not willing to stick to it, then there's no point adjusting the plan because you're mm. adjusting something that someone isn't actually sticking to. So, for example, if if you weren't losing weight, and your your trainer adjusted it, dropped your foot calories down, calories down, and then again you weren't losing weight, um, but you weren't sticking to anything. Then just because on paper your calories are lower, if you're not sticking to that, then mm-hmm. you're not going to be losing weight.
1: Yeah, and I know, kind of tying into that, a massive thing is honesty. Hundred percent. If you're not honest with whoever's doing your and even yourself, even yourself. Yeah, if you kind of, you know, you're like, oh yeah, that was. A great set at 80 kilos but you barely did a rep because it was too heavy for you you have to leave your ego at the door
0: i'm or even the other extreme like you, you say that you you think to yourself that that set was more of um an rp than you thought so greater to the exertion like you think it was a 10 out of 10 so like max exertion so to the point where mechanical failure where your form starts breaking down um when in reality it was like an RPE of like five or six. Like you have to be honest with yourself and that's why this is slightly going off topic. um, But that's why there's a lot of, for example, uh, recently a lot of um, there's been sort of talk about if you should train to mechanical failure, if you should train to an RPE where you're leaving reps in reserve. But no matter... If you're a beginner to the gym, no matter if you're, you've been training for a little while, you still need to know what mechanical failure feels like and you still need to take the point the exercises to failure and then you can have a gauge in terms of working to an RPE because if you've never trained to mechanical failure, you can't train to an RPE. Lower. Exactly.
1: And even I find, so I train to failure on most of my working sets. 100%. I find when I'm doing a, um, what's it called?
0: I don't know. I, I can't. I when can't read you
1: like, your mind. A deload. There, we there we go. go. Uh,
0: when you have a your eyes. When What's it called?
1: When you have a a load and you're kind of training to an RPE of like seven, eight. Yeah. I find it really hard to gauge that, just because even though I know what failure feels like because I go there in all of my working sets, not like all of them, but most of them. Match um, them. Um, it's really hard to gauge how many you have in the tank, which is why Ten I really, seven. really enjoy like working to failure because you can't hide from it no say the rep range is 6 to 8 and you're there on rep 15 and you're still going like plugging away
0: keep on plugging away like
1: you know you have to put the weight up but when I used to train before where I had a set rep rep like a scheme of like 3 sets of 10 reps I would get to 10 and I'd be like yeah, that felt reasonably hard cool totally
0: leave it there yeah
1: and it probably while it was difficult it probably wasn't what I could have done yeah um, which is why I personally enjoy training to failure because it's like, oh yeah, this is
0: you can't you can't you can't kid yourself. Yeah, exactly. I'm just, I like it how when people talk about mechanical failure, they talk about going there like it's like a place.
1: It is a place. It is. A place. It's a mental place.
0: To be fair, it is a mental place, and a, and a lot of it is men- mental. Like a lot of training mm-hmm. does stem from mentality, and 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 even like nutrition. If you go, if you start a program thinking I will never be able to stick to that. Chances are
1: Mm. you won't
0: be able to stick to that.
1: And also, I feel like if you enjoy what you're doing, it's so much easier to get results.
0: 100%. Because
1: if you kind of wake up in the morning and you think, oh my God, I do not want to go to the gym for the sixth time this week. This is awful. I feel horrendous.
0: Then you need to assess your programme. Exactly. And if you can generally get six, that upper limit of sessions out a week, then potentially you need to consider how intense your sessions Mm. are.
1: And I, put, I mean personally I train in the morning And I, when I get home after gym session I'm like well I've been to the gym now What do <laughs> what I do, do for I do? the rest of the day <laughs> It's like this is I, I like to think of it as almost So when you're a kid And you know you have people, like friends coming over At sort of 2 in the afternoon It's Like when I've had training sessions in the afternoon And you kind of sit by the window Looking out the window knowing that they're not going to be there For another 2 hours <laughs> but you're so excited about the fact They're going to be there you're nice. like woo that's me with the gym and it's kind of the second that you stop enjoying it that's when you need to kind of I mean I'm not saying that you're going to love every single second during the gym because well yeah but but if you dread going that's when you need to think about what you're doing it's like
0: Christmas when you're waiting to open your presents oh yeah 100% 100% but
1: Christmas comes like except this is every week and it's great
0: (laughs) every week or multiple times a week multiple times (laughs) a week yeah Yeah. instead of every once a year yeah
1: Yeah. exactly it's great
0: it is great. It is great. Mechanical failure is such a so it is such a mindset that you have to go into the session knowing that you're going to give it give it give it your all. If okay. I can speak properly, um, when in reality, like if you, if the higher intensity you train with, the lower your volume is, and with a lower volume, obviously the intensity is higher. So you have to make sure that those sets you properly give intensity, but like you can't think, yeah. That was that was to mechanical failure and when in reality you know that yourself if you're not being honest with yourself, then that was a lot lower yeah. failure and
1: I also think that speaking from like a client personal training perspective there's only so much you can do, okay. like you can say you know one more rep two more reps as many times as you and want
0: drive as much motivation yeah yeah,
1: but if you're not willing to do that and you're not willing to put in the effort then there's no point. You know, because you can't do the reps for me. Well, no. That would and be great. I
0: feel as well, like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, I feel as well, like... A l- but even on that topic, a personal trainer should be there and they should be motivating you. you should They should be trying to give you that drive to push yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you're not enjoying that, then... And you're, you're, you're still struggling to push yourself, then find a way to make you push yourself. Yeah. Uh, even if it's a different training style, slightly less intense with slightly higher volume. If... I feel as a personal trainer, you're there to, yes, obviously, help a client reach their goals. And that doesn't just come from taking them through a session, see you later next week. Mm -hmm. It comes from taking them through a session and being there whenever they need, giving them their nutrition, staying on top of them, sending them messages, keep them motivated, and then pushing them through as much in their sessions.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that's why I find it so hard to train with people who aren't necessarily people who go to the gym often so I've had friends before say oh can we go work out together and I'm like yeah yeah sure no problem and it's so hard to motivate them as well as yourself you have to
0: hype them up for their sets yeah as well as yeah yeah, yeah. And that's why when when I was on prep I didn't train with loads of people I didn't train with many people at all and and if you probably saw me in the gym you probably thought he's not very interactive like it, it's hard to talk to him but that's during that time like when i was on prep like it, it's that time where it's hard enough as it is training mm-hmm. um and you just really want to get it done and and i'm i'm not the sort of person that's really just enclosed like i'm, I'm how would you describe me say i'm quite <laughs> quite what's the word what would you describe me? i'm quite
1: outgoing outgoing is that what yeah,
0: you're saying I reckon so. well yeah and and but but it, it's i feel like training's your time of the day and you should really really look forward to that like, like obviously i still speak to people and <laughs> and now i'm out of my prep so it's slightly less blinkers on i, I speak to people socialize um but but even if you, you're struggling to get your sessions done then then try just putting your headphones on try just going into your own world and yeah. and doing your session music Music, so important. So you need to go on Spotify. You need to search. <laughs> What's? Oh, I always forget Spotify account. So Sam made an absolutely awesome place. Sam dot one two. I definitely know that's right. Seven eight. Is it seven eight or is it seven nine? I mean, it's probably seven eight because that's my email. Okay, seven eight. You've just given away your email on the podcast. Oh wow,
1: <laughs> guys! Email me
0: if you <laughs> like dogs. If you like dogs, I will send you pictures. Sam dog. has. Sam is an avid. Dexter.
1: Not per- the serial killer. <laughs>
0: that is a very good series, to be fair. It is a good series. That is a very good yeah. series. That and um, what was the one? Shooter. Shooter's, Shooter's very, very good. good. Shooter's yeah. very good. We're slightly going off topic. A little bit. A little bit. Let's read it back it's, in. It's all
1: about just it's PNS. You've got to get the right <laughs> Netflix series
0: to really PNS. recover. PNS. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, peripheral nervous system. Yeah, so that's 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 another thing actually. That's a good point that you brought up.
1: Segway. Segway over to George.
0: <laughs> yeah, so overcomplicating things like you really really need to stick to basics. Like yes, so let's let's go into PNS. So PNS peripheral nervous system, a branch of your autonomic nervous system. So when we train, we elevate our sympathetic nervous system. So that's sort of like our flight or fight response. Yeah, So flight or fight response here, um, and this isn't necessarily the best time to recover when this is elevated and to recover we want to get our peripheral nervous system our PNS elevated Um, there's loads of ways we can do that we can just try and really really think about relaxing letting our heart rate drop back down to resting and just really really trying to switch off and chill out post-workout and that's why another reason why you don't need to have your food straight after your sessions you just need to relax let your heart rate drop back down and you'll find that your digestion is a lot better you're recovering a lot better Um, but but reading it back in, um, you don't need to overcomplicate things massively, especially when you start out. Like, You just need to find what's sustainable. That's sort of one of the key words and something that you can be consistent with. Um, and I spoke about it on my story the other day on Instagram about food focus. Why are you laughing? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I spoke about my story about food focus um, and talking about just labeling foods as bad as good foods. I, I hate Labeling them as that, and I did that. I definitely did that when I first started. And you just build bad associations with food, Mm
1: -hmm, for sure. And it's kind of it's all about overall calories. Like obviously you're gonna have more optimal foods, but the way I like to see it is kind of high volume food and low volume food. And that's I feel like the best. Like your body doesn't know if you just ate a donut or whether you ate some brown rice. You know, it just breaks it down into carbs, fats, protein. That's like that's all it does. So I feel like it's really, really important to realise that you can have a treat, I say, with inverted commas, because it's not really a treat within your... um, Calories. Calories, as long as... I think the only foods that you shouldn't eat are foods that are trigger foods.
0: 100%. So
1: if you can't have one slice of cake without eating the whole cake, then maybe think about not having cake.
0: (laughs) It's a good analogy. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, But, you know, and even if you do kind of...
0: Go out and, like, have a life. Have a life, 100%, 100%. And then don't be that sort of person that goes, you know what, I can't come out. Because... Yeah, or
1: bring Tupperware to a restaurant. I've
0: done that many times. So have
1: I. Well, yeah, <laughs> there's there's obviously, like... A time and a place. A time and a place, 100%, yeah.
0: but general population, like, there's something that you don't need to be, I have to bring Tupperware. Like, mm-hmm. it just has unnecessary stress.
1: Yeah, and also so many places nowadays have
0: good options good options so sure. just
1: get online google the menu and you know if it doesn't fit in your macros just
0: chill out it's one day it's yeah one exactly
1: meal. it's not going to destroy progress like if you think about it how many so say you're overweight for example how many years did it take you to get to that point it didn't happen overnight you didn't have a burger and suddenly <laughs> and, gain. and gain like Twenty kilos, kilos,
0: yeah. That would have to be a rather large burger.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it's like you don't have a salad and suddenly lose all the weight. You know, it's all about consistency and if having that burger or having that piece of cake is going to make it more sustainable for you go for it then go for it
0: and it's just about being aware of things like this and like i i probably said to you before I, I i say to my other clients if you're going out later on in that day let me know and i can help you adjust your food for the meals beforehand mm-hmm. so that then you can have more of an ability for a wider choice of food options And and not have to worry about going over your calories, and you can still enjoy yourself and have foods that you generally wouldn't normally have.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of, I'm not like, we're not saying fast for the entire day so you can have Chinese. No, no, no. No, No,
0: like, this this isn't a regular occurrence. Yeah.
1: And it's also, it's not just about like the day your body doesn't reset every 24 hours and go right that's it that calories are done like
0: we're, we're one second past midnight
1: yeah or it's 6.02 so we can no longer have carbs it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't matter
0: carbs in the evening like it, it doesn't matter like I, I know I like it, it's something that is you read like one forum and that's why it's so important to stick to to literature that has backing behind it it's been studied on a broad broad pool of people um across different demographics different individuals um rather than just reading a forum from from john smith or some ran, random person who's just put up a post saying if you sit in the gym you're just naturally gain loads and loads of muscle tissue.
1: Yeah, and it, I think it's also it doesn't matter what diet you follow. No. It like you can. That was
0: a joke, by the way. I was clarifying. Just clarifying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice one. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're like keto, paleo, whole thirty. You know, intermittent fasting. What matters at the end of the day is whether you can stick to it. Sustainability. Like daily intake and intake, that's it. If you find that you can, you know, keep your calories in check if you're doing intermittent fasting, go for it. If you find that you really love carbs and you're trying to do keto and it's not working, then don't do keto. It's <laughs> yeah. it's not a magical pill, no. nothing you do is you'll always see these articles like, Oh, check out this amazing. Um, well, it's
0: always at the bottom of news websites, isn't it? Yeah, All the ads that pop up. Well,
1: there was one that Doctors was really, really pill that. Yeah, which yeah. was like the military diet.
0: Oh uh, yeah. And it was
1: basically like you have a bottle of wine, a can I think of I've heard, yeah, yeah, a I've can of this. tuna and an apple or something a day and you lose X amount of pounds in a week.
0: This is not advisable Do by not the way. do that. Do not do <laughs> this. This is this is merely
1: Yeah, don't yeah. It's yeah. you just lose water weight if well, that
0: And it's and again it's not sustainable, like you might do that for X amount of time, lose weight. What happens when you go back to eating normally? Mm hmm you gain your weight. Yeah. Simple as. And that's why you need, a, you need a training program in place, a nutrition program, training program, where you can ingrain these positive habits. And that's why I try to get with, with your, my clients, you or my other clients that I try and form positive habits where they have good associations with food, they can make good choices themselves. Mm-hmm. So again, they're self-sufficient over time.
1: Yeah, and I also... So going back to the original topic of this podcast... Reel (laughs) it back in. One of the big mistakes that I kind of thought like was right almost is you have to do everything. You have to sort out training, nutrition, sleep, um, like day to day activities, expenditure, all at the same time. But you like first. First things first. If you have never been to a gym before, never done resistance training, just go to the gym three times a week. That's all you need.
0: Full body sessions. Full body
1: sessions. I put
0: I put up the podcast, the previous one. Yeah. Talking over that. Yeah.
1: Um, just and then once that's a habit, then maybe start thinking about dialing in your nutrition. I'm not talking about cutting all of your calories. Blah blah blah. I'm just thinking about think about where your food's coming from, and if it's coming from whole, like nutritious sources, go for it. Don't count calories, don't track macros, just do what feels good. Especially
0: when you first start out, like there's mm-hmm. no need to rush things. Like for you it was different because you had been training with yeah. other people beforehand um, and you had had that in place, but for if, especially if you're brand new to the gym, which you, like my first step is always to try and get your training to the point where you're consistent, you're sustainable and you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Try and form positive habits outside of your training in terms of nutrition. And then over time, once you've got this in place, then we might start tracking or have guidelines to follow for your meals throughout the day um and then over time it's just then looking at finer details like trying to manage your sleep your stress because there's no point me trying uh, you you sign up um you with a personal trainer, you, you start to do at the gym whatever with or without a personal training and then suddenly you think right i'm at the gym i need to nail my training nail my nutrition nail my sleep nail my um stress management you you, you can't manage everything at once and if you do chances are you're just going to be bombarded with too much information and you'll find it too daunting um because there is so much information out there both factual um and incorrect and, and both completely incorrect that you shouldn't follow and and it literally takes time and it's something that you have to monitor closely um which, which you just literally just add in over time it's not something that you think i'm going to start the gym so i'm going to do everything at once
1: yeah because if you have that mentality going into it it's just going to be much yeah. and it's all about forming habits so once you have the habit of waking up, going to the gym like enjoying it, doing your training not really kind of hating it then you can start thinking about okay uh, what am I eating and like using food to fuel your gym session so one thing that I used to think of as I was kind of like uh, I was going to the gym because I hated what I looked like and I was eating to punish myself Whereas,
0: Such a bad mindset yeah, to have.
1: Whereas now it's a lot more like I'm eating food fuel, fuel, fuel. fuel, fuel. <laughs> eating food, food that's going to fuel my gym performance because that's what I enjoy. 100%. And it's all about, you know, performing. And I've gone from kind of going to the gym because I want to, you know, like punish myself for what I look like to going to the gym because I want to see what I can do. 100%. And I want to see how far I can go and like woo look at me I'm strong we' well,
0: yeah, like, that... car <laughs> exactly <laughs> do you want to explain that story um, wait let me quickly say um like like my goal like on the self sufficient topic it's always the goal is everything but but building up mindset is a huge factor in playing i'd I'd say that your mindset is in a lot better position 100%. now um than when we first started and that's hugely hugely important and that's that's one of the main goals it's not just get your training in place like I said it's about building up that support Mm
1: -hmm. yeah so the car story Car story. let's go I managed to get my car stuck on my driveway because we kind of have like a porch and like a bit that sticks out this is
0: definitely on topic by the way
1: yeah and I kind of reversed it into there and if I like reversed I would have taken the porch out and if I'd gone forward I would have driven into a hedge um so
0: I'll opt for the hedge rather than the porch probably
1: yeah, but or you can just go it. for or all i your... can just do option c which is what i did which is just lift <laughs> the back of the car up move it about three inches and then just reverse um i'm
0: gonna have to put this in the headline of the story <laughs> sam picks up car my yeah. client picks up car
1: yeah and i also videoed it for any of you know out there
0: yeah if anyone wants it um, see the video you've already got Sam's email see yeah email me perfect placement <laughs> you've already got Sam's email so email her and she'll send you a video of her picking up a pe- her car
1: in washing up gloves
0: you were wearing Mary Gold's.
1: I was because they give you good grip and I don't want to cover I mean myself. you don't
0: need lifters you don't need chalk you don't need straps you just need Mary Gold's.
1: exactly Sorted.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. It's
1: all right. Well, uh, George is bringing out go coaching marigolds.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, they will not be seen on my website. Could you imagine?
1: I think you get a lot. Of, you know, make money off that.
0: What marigolds? Yeah, new product line. But
1: they're like orange for all your lifting needs. <laughs> for your lifting <coaching laughs> needs.
0: Could you imagine coming into the gym with marigolds? Monday. Monday. It's um, What's Monday Monday is Lower body
1: Disappointing Tuesday
0: Tuesday Yep. Yeah, they are work That'll wonders What yeah. wonders
1: Or Friday
0: Friday pause deadlifts Yep Probably Merry cards are in in When you
1: forget your chalk So you just whip out The washing up gloves Nice Nice. This is on topic Definitely <laughs> on topic
0: Let's reel it back in um, Yeah Final topic we want to speak about um, Difference between male and female lifters
1: I'm going to give you A spoiler here There isn't much
0: <laughs> Ooh. it's true it's true they're, they're literally the backbone of training revolves around intensity basic movements progression week on week which isn't linear you can't expect to progress two and a half kilos two and a half kilos which i mean sam does but but more like 50 kilos i mean that's just my clever programming hey eh?
1: definitely all the programming <laughs> nothing to do with me
0: nothing to do with sam no, no. sam's effort is is very high. And it's testament to her, her hard work, especially those leg press sets. Oh yes. yeah, 100 kilos yes. up
1: over two sets plus reps.
0: What? Yeah, you can't complain of that at all.
1: Having to like spot myself on the clutch on the drive home <laughs> because my legs are so <laughs> dead. Legs are shaking so they're much. They're shaking so much that I'm probably, <laughs> if there are any policemen listening to this, uh, that definitely doesn't happen.
0: You, you need to get yourself an automatic.
1: Yeah, that would be great.
0: That would solve that whole issue. If or you could fun, just get I mean, a chauffeur car or if anyone out there you know my want email <laughs> exactly <laughs> this email is so relevant
1: Perfect. or if
0: anyone wants to just drive Sam's car
1: yeah that's uh, as long as you don't want any money for it that's fine with me
0: <laughs> I mean yeah. they can get um, what can they get they can get Dexter they can free get free
1: lifts to the gym
0: free lifts to the gym
1: well it's not really a lift they're driving me to the gym
0: well yeah but they get free use of the car that's true this is really really relevant Hundred percent. Reeling it back in. Back um, to the actual. Back exam. to the actual topic. <laughs> um, yeah, male and female lifters. Like the whole basic principles of intensity progression are there, but um, intensity progression, recovery are all there. Um, but exercise selection is going to be slightly different, and mm-hmm. and females don't need to shy away from lifting heavy weights. Mm-hmm. They don't need to shy away from trying to progress their lifts and they don't need to shy away from anything that that they feel would make them look silly because like we've touched on no one is really looking at anyone they're all looking, doing their own thing no one's no one's looking at someone and being oh gosh that way it's too heavy for them they're doing that wrong no one's looking at that and and you're in the gym to progress yourself and everyone makes mistakes but that's the point where you have help, and you progress from.
1: Yeah, and I, I feel like, in the nicest possible way, nobody cares what you're doing in the gym. Yeah. You just have to go in, do it.
0: 100%.
1: Rock out with the weight. Rock out? Yeah.
0: <laughs> you said that, so... Rock out.
1: Um, and just enjoy it, to be honest. and I, And I feel like kind of... Kind of touching on the realm of Instagram
0: around with Instagram yeah
1: yeah it's a big topic but we'll around. get through it in like two minutes it's fine I'm
0: sure we can manage that <laughs> probably can't but yeah um,
1: just because someone else is doing something doesn't mean you need to do it like you need to really look at the workouts that people are posting online and seeing how intense it actually looks because lifting stuff to improve yourself doesn't look pretty
0: it doesn't it doesn't and that's why I feel you make some
1: really odd faces you make some weird noises 100% and you swear at your personal trainer
0: <laughs> in a good way in
1: a good way yeah in
0: a good way <laughs> that's like my like all the videos um like your comp photos like oh yeah the deadlift ones mm. especially the deadlift your face was literally facing the whole audience
1: let's just say i wouldn't put it as my tinder profile
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice nice I'm sure many people would swipe right.
1: Also, single. Hello. Yep, my you email. got her yes. email again. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. But yeah, you just kind of have to forget about everyone else and just do you and be confident.
0: Boom. Bam. In a nutshell.
1: In a nutshell, yeah. 42 minutes for that.
0: For- yeah, that's that one <laughs> phrase. We put that on repeat for 42 minutes. Pretty
1: much, yeah. We should do.
0: Yeah, that'd be good. I don't have to say a word. I it's, mean, it's your
1: new gym playlist.
0: Say that again, go on.
1: I can't remember what I said.
0: (sighs) (laughs) I've actually forgotten what you said.
1: Just, like, do you and be confident.
0: say it on repeat a couple of times.
1: Do you and be confident? Do you (laughs) and be confident? (laughs) (laughs) Nice.
0: Nice. Nice, nice. Um, Well, yeah, social media, it promotes. It is really good, but equally it has negatives to it where it can promote... Not a false sense, because in reality, nothing's wrong if you have reasoning to back it up. Mm -hmm. But it promotes things that potentially aren't right for certain individuals.
1: Exactly. And just because someone has X amount of followers doesn't mean that they actually kind of know what they're doing. And also, a lot of people on Instagram, especially people who earn money from looking a certain way, they might not necessarily... Well, A, they're probably not gonna be following the programmes that they're giving you because
0: they're training them out for money.
1: Yeah. And
0: cookie cutter plans, which we've established don't training so individual. Yeah.
1: And B you don't actually know what's going on in their life as in like natural...
0: Well yeah, and they might kind of have their, their lifestyle might be completely different to yours, it might yeah. be more relaxed, it might be more stressful. Like,
1: always take things online, especially in the fitness industry, is that is their job their job is to look good, you know, they can go to the gym for four hours a day, every day.
0: Not that you need to. Not
1: that you need to, but they can do that, you know, they kind of...
0: They don't have time limits, yeah. basically. whereas
1: most, like, the general population have a nine to five job. And it's kind of like, you wouldn't compare yourself with, say, Tom Brady, who has a personal chef, an on-call personal trainer, um, an on-call personal masseuse, like, you wouldn't compare yourself to him and be like why well, not as good as football as he is yes, but yeah. you're working and you know actually having a life whereas his entire life is it's revolving his around image. that
0: yeah, yeah 100% and that's why social media promotes such a false sense of in terms of like going into a calorie surplus and gaining weight which is necessary for gaining muscle gaining muscle in terms of I hate using the phrase "optimal" because nothing is generally fully optimal. But more, more optimally, there you go. More optimally yeah, yeah it work. it It'll work. It'll work. More optimally than a deficit, um, but you need that deficit in place to bring your body fat into, in into an, again, I don't like using the phrase, but an optimal position, mm-hmm. a good position to then slowly be able to taper up your calories and have room to push up and have room to progress forwards.
1: Yeah, and I think the thing is like kind of a final point I would say is just do something that makes you happy and you know be happy but not satisfied I think that's a good. And it and
0: it's something where I genuinely feel you you aren't always you're not really ever satisfied because mm-hmm. you always want to progress. Because it's all about trying to build the best image of you. Yeah. And it's something that you always want to progress forwards from.
1: Yeah. And it is it's all about kind of just being happy with who you are and where you are, but know that you can like push forwards almost. Hundred percent. And there is never an end point there is no definition of success there is you know there and is everyone's not,
0: success is completely different yeah
1: it's not like you get to a weight and you're suddenly like okay now I'm happy that just isn't the case it's all about you know being happy with where you are but just always want like you know
0: 100%. and there's always there's there's short term goals like we'll set short term goals to mm-hmm. hit a weight a certain week or or yeah drop job, job body fat to a certain yeah. point each week okay whatever that that short-term goal is you should be setting yourself short-term goals which keep you on track keep you working towards the bigger picture and once you start ticking off these short-term goals week after week um session after session no matter how long they are you'll be working towards a long-term goal and when you reach that long-term goal you'll be really content you'll be really happy but then you'll be in a position where you should have had a sustainable plan behind you and you'll you'll think okay Now I want to progress to the next goal, and again the short-term goals, the long-term goal, and you just keep progressing forwards. Yes, you reach the point that you've wanted, um, but you always, in theory, want to keep progressing because it's all about creating the best image of you.
1: Yeah, exactly. I
0: think that's nice. That is a very good place to wrap up. So that is forty-seven minutes, fifteen seconds.
1: Uh, yeah. Also cheeky plug. Follow me on Instagram at sam seventeen. Nice. Nice. I post pictures of dogs and videos of me lifting.
0: Sorted. <laughs> I'll put I'll put Sam's uh, social media, social medias, social media, uh, social media, media social media in the. Um, Unless you want to tag Python as well, which I'm not complaining about. I can tag Python.
1: Also follow at Pytho on Marketing.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Which I'll is my
1: business account. Sorted. <laughs> if you want cool edits of anything.
0: Cool edits of anything. Yes. Indeed. I'll put Sam's social medias in the, in the box below. Yeah, in the caption box below. Along with my social medias, my websites, where you can find me. Um, thank you very much, guys, for listening. As always, we welcome. Feedback, we'll see you in the next one. Thanks a lot.